The following podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not represent other podcasts or affiliates of Gunna Geek. Check out more podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And now get ready, because geekness starts in 3, 2, 1. Ladies and germs, welcome to the... Fee-fi-fo-fee-fum-foo-fum-fo. Foo Fighters? Foo... Did you see that they played the... uh... The Super Bowl halftime show? They came on stage they came on stage uh with Bruno Mars. Oh wait, you didn't actually get to watch it, so you're not understanding this joke. No, I was doing a radio show. I wasn't well yeah, because I wasn't looking at the Super Bowl, but I was looking at the sky to save me. Looking at a time of life. Looking at every Is that the words? Or notes? So the reason why that joke was funny and you didn't understand it is because the Red Hot Chili Peppers are HCP or are HCP right? They actually were the ones that played um, with with Bruno Mars, but there were a bunch of people on Twitter that thought it was the Foo Fighters. Oh, so that's why that's why the joke was funny, and I, I'm assuming it was a bunch of Bruno Mars fans because they the age demographic there is not the same. So you could say you had to give away the punchline to the joke. That was pretty clever because that was the only song that they played. Really? Yeah. How dumb is that, right? And don't get me wrong, I love that song. That song is great, but that was the only song they had them play. Well, because when you give away a song, you you ha- you really kind of have to. This is a uh, a musical. It podcast. was clever. It, it was clever. It was. That's not what I was gonna say, but it was clever. Uh, this is, of course, unqualified singers. A music podcast where two guys with no business. Actually, you do have business singing, so I can't even make yeah, that it, joke. Yeah, no, it's not a good joke. You were in choirs, many choirs. Growing many up. of them. Many. In, Any of them, in, yeah. Including, you know, you know, I, I haven't sung. I haven't like sung legitimately in a really long time. Um, I thought of you last time I was in Rockford over the holidays because the Contarai Boys Choir was performing somewhere for some reason, as they are wants to do. And you are an alumnus of that organization, correct? That is true. Right, and the uh, the news anchor on on thirteen WREX, the NBC affiliate in Rockford, who I I really like her. She's new. She's a newer girl, clearly not from Rockford. Uh, she's got a very like down to earth charm. I like her. She's cool. Wait, R- Rex, as in the uh the character from Mass Effect? No, Rex is in Metal Gear. Rex, uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Rex from Metal Gear Solid. What's the uh, What's the news anchor's name? I don't remember. She's kind of cute, though, as news anchors are wants to be. And anyway, she said uh, Cantori Boys Choir three yeah, times. I, seem, I mean, I seem to remember that being a thing, actually, that people pronounced it that way. I know you, you had to uh, correct me many times back in the day, but uh, I, I was a little surprised no one on the staff, uh, no one in the newsroom, 
heard her say it and then said, "Hey, actually, it's Conterai because we've lived in Rockford." But maybe no one, maybe no one who works there is from Rockford. I want to say I actually don't know the uh, the origin of that word. I think it's German. I think. Shouldn't you but know? I don't actually know? Didn't you used to sing in German and Latin and stuff? Um, I did. In fact, I think I actually sang in German. I'm I'm sure I sang something in German. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think it's a German. I think it's a German word. So maybe you just didn't have any German speakers there in the room with you. That's all they've been clamoring for. They post everywhere, all over the forums, about how they want to hear us talk about singing. Forums or fiveums, really. We're not going to limit them. Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did there? Hey, this is episode uh, 58. Eight. Eight. 58. 5-8. The big 5-8. The big 5-8. The big round number 58 of Unqualified Gamers. Uh, starring me, Cody, and uh, you, John. That's right. We're two guys that have no business talking about video games. Talk about anything really that comes to our mind. Most of the time, it's video games. Actually, our last episode was so wild. The last 25 minutes of our last episode was so wildly popular that uh, we have been asked by the Gunna Geek Network to become an official uh, professional wrestling podcast. Did you know that? So who's going to be your new host? Because I quit. No. You can provide something to that i already provide barely barely anything to this podcast that's and that's something that this is something i know about so that's accurate okay that's fair well uh that's fine no we are unqualified gamers we're going to talk about video games after we dick around a bit because uh we do have some regular listeners who may be interested to know what's going on in our in our lives right I think so. Plus, I didn't play any video games this week, did you? Uh, I did. Okay, good. Well, I guess you'll be reviewing something today. <laughs> but I do want to ask you this at the top of the at the top of the episode. We, we call the beginning at the top. Did you know that? No. Is this radio? Are you radioing me right now? Is this, uh, is this like lawyer speak? I don't know. But uh, as we as we take the episode from the top, I I need to ask you a serious question about this episode. Like this particular one? This one we're recording literally right now. Okay. So if you hear a uh, – you are hailed from the next room by your, your very pregnant wife, and she says, John, it's time to go to the hospital right now. Then and, – and you say, hey, Cody, well, this was a fun episode. I got to go. And then you bolt. Then may I post that? Like may yeah, I just fun. post the episode up to that point and then have it end there? No, I think that's I think that's a a fair ending. Although, I'll be honest, um, I think I'll just finish the episode before we go. <laughs> you just make her wait, right? Well, yeah. I mean, this is for the listener. No, it's true. It's true. That's true. But yeah, so that means listener, as uh, as you've probably figured out, then that there is still no baby. Um, but there had there's been another. At least single scare of baby, so but still none. We're still babyless. Well, it's not a when you say it's a scare. That's well, a what little... I say. I mean, sure. I don't know what other like there was a I, false I mean, alarm. A false sure false alarm. There's another. There was another false alarm, um, and again, still no baby. So that's good. That's good. Uh, yes, because you want it to gestate a bit longer. Yeah, I mean, technically, uh, if we can make it to this Friday, we'll be at full term. 
So that's kind of fun. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool. All right. Well, there you go. I wasn't sure if it was too, like, private of a moment if, if uh, you know, our episode happens to include your announcement that you are going to go to the hospital to invent a human being. Uh, you assemble them, actually. Assemble a human being. So, I, you know, I, uh, that's... But I'm glad we got that cleared up. Well, I hope it doesn't come to that because not because I don't want you to have a kid, but you know, a couple more days might not hurt. Yeah, just because you're being selfish and you want this episode to be the best it can be. Well, I know. Well, you're the one that's going to just make her wait. Well, I am because I want this episode to be the best it's going to be. So, well, uh, I'm on it, so it's already going to fall short of that. Uh, so what did you do this weekend? Literally, oh man, I was gonna say literally. Don't remember. Then I remembered. Well, we we mentioned that it was the Super Bowl, did we not? That is that is accurate. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I was doing a radio show. Uh, my radio show is Sunday nights. This is the third year in a row I have done a radio show during the Super Bowl and thus not watched any of the game or commercials live. And I'm thinking that as long as you're with this particular radio station, that's going to be the case, right? Because the only time that you get Sundays off is when there's a sports event that takes your spot. And all sports events clear the way for the Super Bowl. So there's never any other sports events on. Correct. Yes. The Cubs are not going to play during the Super Bowl. The Blackhawks are not going to play during the Super Bowl. You know, the Cubs are not going to play during the Super Bowl for a variety of reasons. Yes, yeah, several. Several, in fact. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's whatever. I mean, like, I mean, if the Packers had been playing, would I have tried to get the the day off? Yeah, obviously. Or I just would have honestly just watched it during the show. Like, I have a TV. I have a monitor in, my, in the studio. I have a couple TVs. So if I wanted to watch, I could have, but I didn't. So I did... However, since I work in advertising, I I did watch all the commercials on YouTube Monday morning directly following the Super Bowl to get caught up on the the kind of media advertising-ness. What did you think of the whole thing? The Super Bowl was horrible, and actually the advertisements weren't interesting this year, I didn't think, so I don't know. I mean, I was... wasn't impressed by pretty much anything. Yeah, you weren't blown away by anything. Did you at, at least were you, are you at least angry at Coca-Cola for making a terribly un-American ad? I was. You know what's actually really funny? But when we were watching that advertisement, I said <laughs> I actually said in the room, I was like, why are they not speaking American? <laughs> like not even thinking like not even thinking it was gonna be a thing later, just jokingly, and then seeing the reaction to that particular commercial later was like, wow, the people are People are messed up. <laughs> yep, that's people. That's people. And listener, if you don't know, just go watch the Coca Cola 2014 Super Bowl ad. Uh, it features America the Beautiful being sung in several different languages while showing a montage of diversity in America. It shows uh, Americans doing traditional activities from other cultures, it features Muslims and uh, Hispanics and. Uh, American Indians, who are our culture, but you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, there's a gay couple portrayed in there, and uh, so it's just very diverse and very inclusive. And of course, you know the the point zero one percent of Americans who still live in the early 1800s are like, that's not American. They speak English in America. <laughs> no, it was pretty. It was. It was. It was. De- it was. De- it's depressing. Really, yeah. it, there's. I mean, there's. 
it's depressing. The internet is the internet is both a wonderful and and just a really dumb invention and place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So so what I mean, what else did you do though over so, the weekend? <laughs> yeah. You didn't just you didn't just do a radio show on Sunday night. That was no, like you're a right. Whole weekend. I was briefly contemplating talking about the Super Bowl ads because I I have a lot to say about those, but I think I'm going to write a blog post about them later. Perhaps. Okay. Who cares? Friday night, I went to a college party that got busted by the cops. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness gracious. What happened? I So, uh, listener, you probably know this by now, but I, I'm, I am a, one of the lead roles in a web series that is being shot and produced predominantly by Columbia College Chicago students. So... I'm in this web series with mostly 20 and 21-year-olds. I believe, by the way, the uh, second episode, we released the pilot last year. The second episode, I believe, is slated to come out at the end of February. So starting at the end of February, we will have the season one will start to be released every week or two. So that's kind of exciting. But, um, yeah, uh, so I was invited to one by one of the uh, the crew members and it's it was at a three or maybe four bedroom apartment up way up on the north side near Loyola University's campus. So it was in this completely college neighborhood. You know, like I stepped off the train and everyone immediately looked like they were 18 to me. Uh, I'm finding oddly that all college students are starting to look really young to me. So I was at the party. I felt a little creepy because I'm I don't want to say I'm almost 30, but I am closer to 30 than they are. You're kind of almost thirty. Yeah, shut up. I especially don't wanna... when you, especially when you compare yourself to uh, the high school kids you were hanging out with. Yeah, nineteen and twenty year olds. Sure, sure. So, uh, so there were probably two hundred people at this party. I mean, it was like one of those generic "you literally can't move around" kind of parties. And uh, suddenly, the hosts and everybody starts yelling. They're like, "The cops are coming! The cops are coming!" Our neighbors called the cops. They're pissed. Their neighbors are pissed. You got to get your coats and go, go, go. Of course, all the coats are in one room, one bedroom, which is off in a corner somewhere. So people are diving, are like attacking each other to get there. And I'm like, who the hell cares? Like, you know, just like wait and get your coat and then leave. Well, I forgot that half the people there needed to leave immediately because they weren't 21 because it was a college party. Right. And that's when I felt like I should probably never go to one of these after this year. (laughs) Did the cops? Did the cops bust you for drinking? I, I, funny. Did the cops? Did the, <laughs> funny enough, I wasn't drinking that night. I, I showed up with a Monster Energy drink and uh, pounded that, and then pretty much left. Sure, all right. But right uh, yes, I, I did uh, evacuate the premises before the cops entered. I don't think they entered. I don't, I don't know what happened really, but after the cops checked your ID, did they ask which one was your child? Yeah, yeah, that happened. That happened. Uh, so there's that. Apparently, I've still got a game. A girl asked me what year I was and then told me to find her on Facebook. She's 20. What year did you say? I said, oh, I'm done with school. I'm an adult. And she was like, how old are you? And I was like, old enough. And then she was like, what does that mean? How old are you? And I was like, you know what that means. And then she was like, trying to remember my last name. Find me on Facebook. I did. I added her. She accepted uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. Well, I kept running into her, and 
she kept insisting that I would forget her name, so I think it was kind of just me rising up to the challenge and proving to remembering her. her name. Well, you were you were like the only sober one there, so <laughs> there was a very good chance that you were going to remember her name. Yeah, so there's my atrocious You were not only were you the creepy old dude, you were the creepy old sober dude. Yeah. At the college party. It's you 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 can never go to one of those again. That is that is horrible actually. That is horrible. <laughs> I took it to a new level. What can I say? You really you really did. You could have at least been sloppy drunk or something and then there'd be a little bit of an excuse there because it's like, "Oh, I was just yeah, I was just being a, you know, I was an cuz I drunk all night." But no, you were like you were like yeah, I don't even know what to say to you. I, that's fantastic though. That's, that's really good. <laughs> Listen, John, I at least look like I could pass as young enough to not be completely out of place. I, I, there's not much time left for you. You're in the same boat. You could go to a college party if you wanted to. I probably could, but I also look like I'm 12, and I know this. So. Right, which is great. So next time you're in Chicago, I will bring you to a college party. <laughs> that actually could be really fun with you. Actually, it might be kind of fun. <laughs> no, that actually would be. That the, actually would the be amount hilarious. of trolling that you would do, just you personally, I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, you're not wrong. It'd be pretty good. All right, so the next time, the, all right, deal. So the next time I'm in Chicago, that's the deal. Because regardless, if that's in if, if that's in five years, you're probably still gonna be hanging out with college kids. Let's be honest. So I mean, yeah, that's me. What did you do this weekend? Which I'm presuming was more adult like. <laughs> It couldn't have been more different from your weekend. <laughs> so uh, Casey and I had, did they call them, I don't know what the actual, I think it's Lamaze classes or something like that. Oh my but, God, really? Yeah, they're basically, they're basically like baby classes, right? Um, and so you go there and normally, like the standard way that they do them is you go every night of the week for eight weeks, or not every, no wait. Let me rephrase that. You go one night a week, same night each of the each of those weeks for eight weeks. However, uh, due to me having uh, like a biweekly schedule, I don't have a standard night off every week. Right. Um, it's it's rotating, so it just that, like that doesn't work for us. So uh, we did this weekend one where you go nine to five one like on Saturday, and then nine to three on Sunday. Uh, and they go through, like, they go through the whole labor and, like, what you can expect during labor. They go through, um, different medical procedures that you might experience because of labor, like, if you have a particularly difficult pregnant, uh, uh, labor or something like that. So, different, different, yeah, just different medical procedures you might have to have. Um, and then they do, like, the second day, they do, like, a, dealing with your infant like what it's like what it's going to be like to have an infant how to do stuff uh and you know initially i was i like i think probably many dads was very skeptical i was like this is going to be really dumb like this it's not going to be something that we need to do however about halfway through the first day when they started talking about the labor and everything it was it was so enlightening as to the fact that I don't know fucking anything about babies. 
and it actually turned out to be awesome. So that uh, I encourage you, listener, if and when you decide to have children, approach those with an open mind because uh, these particular classes with an open mind, because I think, I think it may have been one of the most valuable things that we have done since the start of this pregnancy to prepare for this, for this baby. Really? Yeah. It really was awesome. And you're a pharmacist, so it's not like you don't know anything about anatomy or the human. Yeah. But, but like, like I said, you quickly realize that like, you you can't really approach you can't really approach th- the process of of the birth from a medical perspective like that it just it doesn't it doesn't work um so yeah but the other thing that it really served to do was make me just like ridiculously excited like i'm just i'm ready to have the baby i am ready to to be a dad so i just i i it made me super excited so that was basically my whole, you know, that was my whole weekend because it was that. And then on Sunday, Saturday, we just kind of, kind of hung out and had kind of like a quiet night because of, of everything that's been going on. Um, and then Sunday was the Super Bowl, which I was all excited to watch. I was all excited for a good game. And then it turned out to be like one of the worst Super Bowls I've, I think I've ever seen ever. Wow. And just think. And then I went to a college party. Uh, and there were 12 year olds that, which was weird. No, uh, what I was going to say is you're, you're excited to be a dad. And if you ever need a chaperone for your kid going to a college party in about 20 years, I'm sure I will probably still be frequenting them. Yeah. Hopefully with your child, hopefully you go to the party with your kid. No, I'll go with your kid. Yeah. I mean, if you need me to keep an eye on him, uh, you know, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. How's that? Uh, no, I just. I don't think that's going to be a, a thing that we do. You'll play by ear. Okay. So uh, actually, my uh, one of my cousins just turned 21 at U of I, right, down in Champaign. I've never been to U of I. I've been to U of I once, which is bizarre coming from Illinois and the fact that like a dozen of our – well, probably like 30 or 40 of our really good friends from high school went there. I've never it's been true. except for like the state – I think like the state band uh, – all-state band or something when I was like fourth tenor or something sax in uh, senior year of high school. But since like that one visit, I've never gone like and partied at U of I. So, but now my cousin down there is 21. So you're saying that you need to take a trip down to U of I to go to a college party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that weird? Uh, it's something. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I know you. So did you really not play anything? <laughs> like, like, period. Like, like you didn't even get to continue on playing one of the games you've been working on or anything. No, I'm still dumping a bunch of time into Pokemon Y. I am still feeling out NES Remix, uh, the the Wii U downloadable game. So your verdict is still kind of out on that. You're not sure. Yeah, verdict is still a little bit out. Um. Tell me about that game because I honestly know absolutely nothing about it except that it it kind of feels like when they announced it I felt like it was pandering a little bit right because it's just hey it's it's like all of our old franchises in one game take a look at it like well I can't really like describe much of it without kind of building in a review um but I I will try to do a very very top level summary because I still don't want to review it yet but basically you are presented with mini games within classic Nintendo games. 
So, like, it will pop you into a Super Mario Brothers level and say, defeat seven enemies with the Invincible Star in 15 seconds. And then you have to kind of, like, run and blaze through the level and do that. And there are many challenges like that. Like Donkey Kong Jr., there will be drop the fruits on the bad guy, or drop fruits to kill two bad guys. Or balloon fight, it will be pop five balloons in 15 seconds. So there's a lot of time limit ones, uh, and there's a couple skill-based ones. And then they have remix levels where um, they will, will twist something. Like there's a Super Mario Brothers remix level where... All of the background items, like the hills and uh, the little tree things, are silhouettes. The whole screen becomes a silhouette, but the enemies are also silhouettes. So you have to make it through all of level one without getting killed, um, and you can't necessarily see the bad guys because they're blending in with parts of the background scenery. Uh, so, like little mini extra challenges like that. There's an excite bite course, excite bike course. Uh, as one of the remix levels where like you only have headlights so you can't see the track so you can't see like where the mud slicks are very far ahead um so a lot of it is rewarding familiarity with the game and and things like that uh but also the remix levels add kind of a bit of a twist to it and you can get one two or three stars for each level so they kind of rate how well you do and that's how you unlock more things the reason i got the game is because i saw a remix where you play as Link, like, with the Legend of Zelda sprites, in Donkey Kong. So my thinking was, oh, that's awesome. You'll be able to cross over different games, and they'll do a bunch of that. It's going to be like that, you were thinking it was going to be like that Flash game. What was that Flash game where they, it was a fan-made one where they they did that. Was it NES Crossover? Was that I, was I think it was, yeah, NES Crossover. I know what you're talking about. You could play as Link, the guy from Mega, Contra. Mega Man, I want to say, was in there or Yeah, Me- Mega Man, Link, the guy from Contra, I uh, think maybe Samus. And yeah, but uh, you know the game I'm talking about where it was basically Mario Brothers with different characters and it was just a fan-made thing. Yeah. Is that kind of what you thought you were going to be getting? I knew that wasn't the whole game, but I wanted to get some of that. Sure. And uh, uh, I'm reasonably far, I think, in unlocking things, and I I only have a few stages that I just unlocked, so that's why I don't want to review the game, is because I feel like I'm right at the point where I'm getting to that content that I essentially got the game to play. Sure. And uh, so I'll wait for next week. But that's what the game is. It's all, it's all just a lot of mini games. Uh, most of them last 30 seconds or less. So okay. a lot of very, very short um, kind of... Uh, but not WarioWare short, I assume. Uh, no, 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 not, War- not WarioWare short. And they, and they usually exist within the mechanics, the existing mechanics of, of old school games. Um, and you're looking at NES games, so Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. Um, I haven't gotten to Ice Climbers yet. I think that's one of them. Uh, Wrecking Crew, Excite Bike, a uh, couple other ones... Um, so yeah. you know what's you know what is crazy is, you know the 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 Wii in general is kind of marketed at a younger age group. How many like Wrecking Crew and Excite Bike? How many kids are gonna know those games? Honestly, oh, zero. Yeah, that is crazy. I mean, I didn't know Wrecking Crew. I'd never played Wrecking Crew. Actually, a lot of people have not played Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it's. I mean, Excite Bike was awesome and still is. But yeah, not Wrecking Crew. I don't know. Wrecking Crew was great. Just turn that. Wrecking Crew was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this. I mean, this game would have been like legend. Like if they added 
a couple third-party games like this to the mix, like Mega Man or Castlevania, that would be sick. Um, sticking to just Nintendo franchise is fine, because Nintendo's pretty much the best, but uh, I would really like to see some of that third-party stuff. Well, they be... certainly have the most recognizable franchise characters. Uh, Nintendo? Yeah. For the most part, I mean, like, when I think Nintendo, when I think NES, the games were the Mario series, the Mega Man games, the Zelda games, to a degree, because 2 was kind of polarizing, and, like, Contra, to me, and, like, the Castlevania games. You know, when I think NES, I don't think... I guess I'm referring to more to characters that are owned by Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, Donkey Kong among, are, among the other companies are yeah, the yeah, most the, recognizable. The characters are recognizable, but the, the games, I mean, like, did you ever play a lot of Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr. on the NES? I played a lot of Donkey Kong Jr. Not so much Donkey Kong, but a lot of Donkey Kong Jr. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my brother and I played that all the time. That's weird. I don't think that's weird. That's weird. That would be like going to a college party when you're pushing 30. It kind of would be like that. I guess it is kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming you played something. Do you want to... Well, do you I, wanna... was also gonna, I was also going to ask, um, and y- you said you've been playing a lot of Pokemon still? So much Pokemon. I'm like 45 so, hours in. Have you beaten it yet? Oh, yeah. Um, no, I only have five gym badges. Because I'm I'm very methodically and, and systematically... I'm playing the game in a very particular way. Uh, whenever I uh, one of my Pokemon reaches its its maximum evolutionary level, I put it in a box. I I have it. I kick it out of my party, uh, because my my only goal is to fill out my Pokedex as much as possible. Sure, so, which uh, is I, which is one of the way, certainly one of the ways, and honestly, probably the most common way I would think that Pokemon is played. Surprisingly, no, no, because uh, our friend Blake got it and he beat it in like three days, and uh, there was. One of, I'm not sure if it was one of our, I don't think it was one of our listeners, but one of my listeners on WGN Radio, he messaged me and he said he got the game and beat it in two days. So I know there are some people that just get it and just tear through it because even Blake specifically said, he was like, oh yeah, I found a party that worked really well and I just had them like at a really high level and just plowed through the game. But the tagline is not gotta catch some of them. I agree. I, that's just how, and I'm playing in that totally different way. Uh, I also, on the side, Eevee is my favorite Pokemon, and as you're aware, Eevee can evolve into several different Pokemon. Uh, in right. The, in the original game, it was uh, Jolteon, Flareon, and Vaporeon. Now there is Umbreon and Leafeon and other eons that I am. Leafeon's just... a really bad name. I believe Sylveon is the fairy. Sylveon, type. yes, thank you, Sylveon. There may be another one. I don't know, but there's a bunch. So I actually have a box uh, that now has nine level one EVs that I've acquired through the global trading system. I would put something up and then say that I would... So the way it works is you deposit any Pokemon you want, and then you say what you're seeking, and then it's deposited. Yeah, you were, ta- you were talking about this last yeah, week. Yeah, and then if somebody else... you know, so I, so I have now enough level one EVs to where I can make a whole party, but I, I don't... I don't know. I'm kind of. They're all level one, so that's going to be its own kind of thing. I, I don't want to take on that side project yet, but I've set up. But that's the kind of stuff I've been focusing on, 
as opposed to just getting through it. So I've only got I'm I just got to the sixth gym, which is the fairy gym, and I have no idea what to do because I don't know what fairy type is weak against. No clue. And I have no idea where you would go to find that information. If only there was some database of information that you could query, uh, and maybe even an engine with which to search this database. Um, that's asking for quite a bit, though. Yeah, I don't... That sounds like science fiction to me, really. Yeah, it sounds pretty futuristic, really. Um, and I, I noticed that some of our listeners are still playing Pokemon, but we're going to talk... So every Friday I ask on Google+, Plus, what have you been listening to, listener? Or what have you been playing, listener? You've been listening to us, sadly. I'm sorry for you. Uh, I ask what you've been playing. Some of you have replied, but we'll, John and I will, will, will discuss your, your gaming uh, decoupage near the end of this uh, 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 pod, pod decoupage cast episode. Still not the right way. Still not the right way to use that word. Isn't it? No. So you're, I, I'm assuming then that you're still enjoying Pokemon if you have already sunk that many hours into it. Yeah, I'm loving it. I refuse to review it here because I will not be motivated to play it once I review it. So that's why. I mean, is it still – is it is it capturing that, like, childhood Pokemon thing? Is that why you're liking it, you think? I just think it's a fun game. <laughs> it's fun. I, it's that's, a, it's I mean, addic- I think that's fair. It's addicting. It's, it's challenging to a degree. If I – if I left my starter Pokemon in my party and kept using my Mega Evolution ready Charizard that I got uh, and all that other stuff, you know, like I actually lost a battle the other day and I, I had just wonder traded and received a level 52 Scyther or some other really strong Pokemon. And, the you know, everyone I'm fighting at this point is like level 30, mid 30s maybe. So I, I lost a battle and I got pissed. So I just put the scyther on my party and destroyed the other trainer. And I was like, "Well, I could do that. I mean, I could, I could wonder trade a bunch of level sixty Pokemon and just plow through the game. But I, I just don't want. To. It's challenging if you want it to be. It's easy to. It's an easy game, and I think in in theory. But but oddly, I'm in, in no way motivated to exploit any of it. So are you at the point where you think you're going to, and I guess it's still a little early to to make this decision, but are you at the point where, like, at the end, you're going to start to get involved with, like, competitive Pokemon scene type stuff? Like, do you see yourself doing research to create perfect parties and and that kind of thing? Or is it just, you're just having fun with it right now? Uh, just having fun. Hell no to competitive gaming. I've I've been down that road. I tried competitive Smash. The the amount of dedication and obsession. No, there's no way. I actually I actually started interacting with the Pokemon Google Plus group a little bit, uh, or Google Plus community. John, which is also it's a very active community. It's have you have you like read a lot of it? I don't think I've read. A, I mean, I read all of the updates that come out of that community because they are on the line, they right on the timeline. Just go. And there's a lot of them. Go on their community and and just like read a bunch of the posts in a row. Many of their posts are getting 150 or more replies when people ask to trade or battle or ask for advice on party balancing. Like these people know their stuff really hardcore. There's a lot of very serious Pokemon trainers out there, and I I like. I like the collection aspect much more, far more than the battle aspect. 
Like, when I see people online, if they want to trade, I may trade, but I don't want to battle them. I, I don't want to do it. I, I did one online battle I accepted, and I got demolished. And it was specific, predominantly by one Pokemon that had moves that I didn't know existed and was exploiting them to wreck my party's, you know, to wreck my party. To wreck your party's face. Yeah, to wreck my party's face. So I, I, uh, I, I have no desire to get into that competitively. But I would like to collect as many as possible. I'd like to catch them all, as it were. And I, if that makes sense, because, you know, the game kind of specifically tells you, you know, catch them all. It does. The other you thing might have I, some fun if you catch all of them. You might. The other thing I'm trying to determine is what, like, how your Pokedex is completed. Because I think, like, I don't think I need to keep every Pokemon I catch in order for that Pokedex to remain filled out. You know what I'm saying? I think you're probably right. I'm 99%. I think, lo- I think as long as one at one time they were in your possession, they'll probably just stay there. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what's an insane level on this? When you look at your Pokedex, so Kalos is is divided into three regions. The I don't know what they're called, but they're three regions, right? So there's okay. there's a different numbering system for each. So let's say region one has like a hundred Pokemon, right? Um, you go there and you look, and you see that region. It shows all hundred slots, and then it shows the ones you've caught. And then at the top, there's a tab for each country. From which you've received one of those Pokemon. So in one of the regions, I have I have English, I have USA, Spain, England, and Japan. So there are collectors on the Pokemon community in Google Plus who are trying to fill out their Pokedex for the Kalos region for all three regions and multiple countries of origin. That's a pretty cool touch. You think so? To have that, to have that, no, to have that information there. I think it's fucking crazy to try to do all of them, but that's a really cool touch to have that information there when you do a trade. Yeah, when I get trades a lot, like uh, my, my level three EV is from Spain, and I think that's really cool. And everybody knows that Spanish EVs far superior to American EVs. Uh, it's, it's actually EVI. The plural of EV is EVI. I don't think that's right. I think it is. So, but but yeah, I I I am told that Spanish EVs are uh, are better. Wh- who tells you that? Them. Okay. So that's enough. I could. T- I mean, I'll I'll touch on Pokemon a bit for the next several weeks, but I I don't want to get more into it. But I'm Do still you enjoying. Find, it. I mean, are we talking like? Are you playing this at home now? Like, have you graduated beyond just playing this on commutes and and in times of travel? Yeah, I mean, my morning commute is about 40 minutes. My going home commute is about 40 minutes. So, listener, to, to give you that perspective, yeah, I play at least an hour a day, pretty much every day during the week. A couple times I have gotten home and booted it up and continued playing. Not often. Generally, I just do it when I'm traveling. Sure. But it's a it's a hell of a travel companion. And oh, for sure. Of course, I so I take a break from the game whenever my street pass has collected 10 uh, 10 Mies, because that's the maximum number you can kind of collect in the plaza at once. So when I see my notifications going off and the little green light turns on when you street pass, when I see I have 10 Mies in my plaza, I open up the Mies Street Pass Plaza, I play all those mini games I reviewed on uh, an earlier episode, and then I go back to Pokemon Y. So I break it up a little bit that way. 
I feel like you are really using the 3DS kind of how it was meant to be used. You think so? I really do. Yeah, like that's like that. That is what street passing, I think, is really supposed to be. Is it kind of exactly how you just described? Kind of breaks up the gameplay a little bit. Well, yeah, and it's just something that is like going on in the background for these fun little extra things that they've got. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, street passing is street passing is really cool. It's true. And every month since I, I mean, maybe twice since I got the game, I've opened up a link between worlds because. When you street pass, you get other players' shadow links. And within Link Between Worlds, there are actually 50 achievements you can get for doing different actions in battle. So, like, you get a, you get a, a I don't know what it's called, achievement, challenge, accomplishment, whatever, but, uh, or a record or something. There's a record for deal the finishing blow with the fire rod. And there's a, there's one for deal the finishing blow with a golden bee. And there's one for, like, don't, don't use the, any special items during the battle only use your sword and little achievement things like that. And I have not gotten them all. So when I fill up my street pass for Link Between Worlds, I open that up, kill a few shadow links while trying to get those achievements, and then I, I close that and then go back to Pokemon Y. So that's another way to kind of disrupt my my routine flow. So Pokemon Y doesn't get really stale very very much. That sounds great. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I would agree. I think I'm I'm certainly getting my mileage out of the system. I really, I really like my 3DS, like a lot. That's awesome. Like I've played more 3DS than any other console probably in 2014 so far. Yeah, that might be true. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, but I don't drive myself places, so you know everybody's life is different. And when you get home, you bust out your Wii U, and then you can play that around your wife. So it's it's you know life situations. Well, I mean, I, I play my 3DS while driving. Oh, yeah? I think that's I think that's pretty common. Well, it's, it's safer than texting, let's face it. Yeah, I think it is. I know it is. Yeah, I don't have any figures on that, but it's got to be. You, you know what I saw today on the train? I got to say one more thing about mo- mobile gaming. So I saw somebody, you know the old Nokia phones where it had the big round keys? Just the flat phones, right? The little, like, it was before flip phones, really. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, but continue. The little Nokia phones, they were the size of like two business cards. They were tiny. They were tiny ass phones. I used to have one. And it was just like a it's like a like a Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like an okay. oval shape and it was yep. they were kind of tiny and they had nine just bright round buttons and then a little uh LED display. And you could play Snake on those phones. Do you remember that? That's about all you could play on those. It's about all you could play. So some woman on the train had a smartphone, and the bottom two-thirds of the screen was an image of those nine Nokia buttons. <laughs> and the top third was just a yellow window with Snake playing in it. And it looked So they were emulating a Nokia, like original Nokia phone. Yes. They were emulating an entire Nokia phone, and the buttons looked so realistic because of the way that they were lit and, like, shadowed that my friend and I thought they were real buttons for a while. And we were like, what the hell is that phone? That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, the whole screen was just a giant Nokia phone. Oh my god, that's so dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. Without the edges though. So that that's why it looked like it was that the buttons were just on the phone because we didn't know yeah. we didn't see the screen. But yeah, so a giant Nokia phone emulator. 
there's your <laughs> emulation game for the day. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So enough about me for once in my life. Tell me about you and what you played at the last college party you went to. So I fi- I didn't go to one. Uh, so I finally, finally. Fantasy. Oh, my God. Here's here's a here's a great story. So you know, I told you about the classes we had to go to, and the classes started at nine. Well, I made the mistake of playing Super Mario, New Super Mario 3D World on Saturday night when I had to wake up the next day on Sunday, mm. and I wasn't actually at the last level, which I thought I was. I was actually at the third to last level, the last time that I dropped that game. So when I dropped that game the last time. I had like just gotten through, I don't know, uh, a five or six hour play session where I beat everything up to Bowser. So like I, I had basically gotten three green stars on every single level. Um, and I, I defeated Bowser. I got three green stars on his level and then you unlock like the star road. Right. And there's one full world of star road levels. And I got through all of those and got green stars on all the green stars on all of those levels. And then I got to this next world, which I assumed was the last world. Uh, And it starts off with this level that gives you 30 of the seconds. They're not actually seconds, you know, but uh, 30 of whatever. Mario seconds. Yeah, 30 Mario seconds to um, to be to to complete the level. It also has three green stars in the level um, and it's got a bunch of clocks that you can pick up to add 10 seconds at a time throughout throughout the level, right? And I tried that level about three times, and I couldn't even complete the level. And that was when I put the game down. And I had, I had put the game down. I have not picked it up again for, like, two weeks. So I was like, you know what? I I I wanted to hang out with, with uh, my wife upstairs. So I was like, well, I can play the Wii U. So I brought uh, brought the controller, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "I'm going to do this. Like, I'm I'm finally going to get through the rest of Mario. I'm going to like the you know I'm going to do the rest of the levels in this world." So I started, and I actually it only took me like two attempts that next time to complete that world, which and that was with all three green stars. So it was one of those moments where I just needed to like put it down. I'd been playing it for far too long. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Funny how that works. So yeah, so I just put it down and I came back to it and it was like no no problem at all. So I got I got a little excited and I started moving on and actually the the following levels uh in that particular world aren't actually as bad. They do they do kind of rely on that time mechanic a little bit. Um for the harder levels, the the later levels more often than I think I would have liked. Um because I I feel like that puts kind of I don't necessarily like that kind of pressure in my game, I guess, in my Mario yeah. level. It's it's not unwelcome to do it like like I would have liked to have seen it like 3 times in the whole game, but they they do it about th- 3 or 4 times in just those last few worlds. I feel uh, like that's how they did it in the special worlds in Super Mario World though. Like I f- I feel like those had a a pretty tight time limit as well. You know, I don't remember it. It's been so long since I've played them. But, I mean, you could be right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I got through that whole, that whole world, I don't know, relatively quickly. It probably took me about an hour and a half, maybe two hours to complete every level with all of the green stars and top flagpoles, uh, for that next world. And I was like, 
I was like, awesome. Like it, it went very well. And, um, got to the end of that and it's like, another world has opened up. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Like how much left is there? So you go to the next world and I should have known this, um, when I saw it, but you know how the levels are like level or the world is like level world one dash one, right? Yeah. Well, eventually you get to these extra worlds and the world's name was world mushroom dash one. And I should have figured, I should have figured it out that there was going to be worlds mushroom dash one worlds flower dash one and world star. Yeah. So, and I was just on the mushroom levels, right? Wow. Yeah, so, and I, there's about seven or eight levels per world. So, um, I moved on again, and then it it was like, oh, there's like a whole nother set of worlds. And a, a lot of them, what they do, in fact, it might actually be all of them, they do a variation on a, on a world you've, or on a level that you have previously played. So, uh, do you remember, there's a level in the game, it's a scrolling level where you're on a raft, and you're in like a swamp. And it's a really large raft. The raft takes up basically the whole screen. And if you fall in the in the bog, you die. And then as the raft is moving down the river, there's like various uh, cages you can climb to reach areas where there's going to be stars. Um, that kind of stuff. When you get to a level like that, only it's got ghosts everywhere and it's in the dark. Good. Yeah. So like you can't see where you're going pretty much at all. They do give you those headlight lamp boxes that fit on your character's head. But for the most part, like that's an example of one of the levels and it's not easy. Um, so there are a bunch more world or there are a bunch more levels and these two worlds. And I get done with that. And at this point it's like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, and I have been playing this, this game since I got home at like six and I was like, I've got to be, I've got to be near the end. And keep in mind, like I went back and I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at the end of the game. So I'm trying to get every green star every time. So I'm not leaving these levels until I'm done doing that. Right. Uh, so that's why it's taken me so long to get through these, these levels. Cause I, you know, you can, you can still complete these levels relatively easily, but it's still getting all the green stars that, that is really where the challenge is. So I, I get done with those worlds and I'm I'm all excited and then the final world opens up and it's world crown dash whatever and there are only three levels in the final world uh there's a toad one of the toad levels uh toad mad Mr. one of the toad. toad houses yeah yeah where you have to like rotate the camera like, you know, the, uh, oh, the yeah, toad, yeah, yeah. The archaeologist guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I've played one of those levels. They're really fun. Yeah, they're awesome. The last one, of course, is the is is the hardest one by far of all of them, which it should be. Um, but it actually wasn't too bad. Like, I felt pretty good about it, um, about that particular one. And that, that took me a couple of attempts. Then there's a mystery. There's one of those mystery box worlds. And you've probably tried those at this point, too. But they're basically worlds where... You go in and you're given 10 seconds to do some sort of weird task where it's like you might have to kill all the enemies. You might have to light up all these, all like the blocks on the floor by running over them and then get the green star in 10 seconds, right? Yeah. Do you know the levels I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. They're not full levels, though. That's usually mini-game stuff, like, within and you a level. Get, and, and it's got, like, five green stars. Right? No, no, no. But I'm talking about, like, the the level on the world map is, like, a purple box with a question mark. Uh, maybe maybe one. May, remember, I'm still only in the second or third world. Yeah. So, but anyway, normally how these work is, like, you'll you'll your character will be dropped into a room and... It won't. It never tells you exactly what you're supposed to do, but there's there's been such a good language of the game that you very quickly understand what you're supposed to do. So like, there'll be three Koopas, uh, Koopa Troopas in the level, and you'll you'll just instinctively know, all right, I got to kill all these things to make the green star spawn. Or you'll drop into a level, and there'll be a bunch of torches that are unlit, and there'll be a question block, and you hit the question block, and immediately you're given a fire flower, and you say, oh, I have to light all the torches, right? So. There are levels earlier in the game where you've got to do that for five stars. So you do it, and you're given ten seconds to do this task. You do it, you get the green star, and then you get dropped into another level. And you do that for five different levels. For five green stars. Okay. If at any point you fail one of these objectives, you go back and you have to do them from the start again. So the final, one of the final three levels is a, one of these question block levels with 30 stars. Oh boy. 30 green stars. And keep in mind, if you fail an objective, you go back to the start and you do them all again. Yeah. Up to that point. So for the most part, they're like the first half of them are relatively simple. Like, I think I got to, like, 15 on my first try. And then I didn't I didn't pass on beyond that. Uh, and I had never actually died at one of these before or not completed an objective, so I didn't realize you had to start from the beginning. But when it dropped me back and I... and that happened, I said... Sh- I was like, shut the f*** up. Like, you've got to be kidding me. So, and this is where stupid stupid me like stubborn me is is that i'm in the last levels of this game like i am i'm going to i am going to complete this damn game right yeah because you're there right exactly at the point of climax and you can't like not climax that's that's right you you absolutely can't can't not climax that's exactly right uh so i play this damn level over and over and over and over and over and I probably played through the level about 40 times What? before I finally completed it. Because it was one of those things where the levels get much harder. And so you, you'll, you like I would get to, I would get to the 20th green star and I would get it and I'd be all excited. And then I get dropped into the 21st green star and it would be, I would know what I was supposed to do, but I wouldn't react I would react like a half second too slow. And so I would I would I would either not do the correct things I needed to do to even get the green star to spawn or I would get the green star to spawn and I just wouldn't have moved fast enough to get to it. And then you go back to the beginning. I understand. So, yeah, so that happened over and over and over and over again. And I finally completed the level and I was like, "Oh my god. Like that it can't it can't it can't honestly be worse than that." Uh, because I had to do the, I had to start over and over and over again. So there's no way that it could be worse than that. And I'm all like, my eyes hurt at this point because I'm playing on the gamepad. So I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, like I just, I just want this game to be over. And and so I, 
I went to the last level. And the last level is a traditional level, and it was it's one level. And I was like, okay, this is three green stars. It's like a normal level. I think the I think the most time that I spent on a single level was maybe three full attempts through the level to get aside from that one when I put the game down. Right. Other than that, the it only took me maybe three attempts at any other level to get all three stars. So the last level is level crown dash crown. Just abandoned numbering altogether. Um and I start it and like I I can see why it's like that it's gonna be difficult, so I'm like moving through the level. And I get, I don't know, uh, maybe like halfway into the level and I die. And and so the next time I like get a tiny bit further and and then I die. And there are just there's a ton of different stuff you have to do in this level as as there it should be, right? Cuz it's the last level. Yeah. Um and I finally get to like the end of the level. And the end of the level is a bunch of those of and maybe you haven't even seen these yet, but there are accelerator pads on the ground that immediately make your character go at a full speed yeah, run. Yeah, I've seen those. It's just those with a bunch of pits everywhere and jumps, like huge long jumps. And then there are these machines that are creating these large shockwaves that spread out. And these shockwaves overlap, but you can't stop running because the entire ground are these running these running panels. So you have no way to like stop your character. So it's you you have to jump but you're jumping at a full run speed and there's pits everywhere and you have to collect five of those key circles. Oh yeah. To open up a locked a locked uh, teleport cube to complete the level. And it is fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So I get there for like the first time and I get one of the key things before I just go careening off the edge because I I can't control my character. Uh, and I was like, all right, no, I got this. Like, I got to the end. That's got to be the end because I was, I I was basically flawless up to that point. Oh, and there are no power ups through the whole level. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, there's no way to like if you, you get you basically get two hits unless you're willing to go back to a toad house every single time to get items, you're, which you won't be. So, um, I got to the end and I was like, all right, I've got this. Like, I got to the end. This got to be the end. Um, the, like there's, cause the time limit wouldn't make sense otherwise. So this has to be the end. The level itself is about, I would say four minutes long. So it's like one of the longest levels in the game as well. So, uh, get to the end. I've, I've all pumped and I like, I don't get back there again the next try or the next try or the next try because I die in other parts of the level. Uh, and then I get back there again and I get one key and then I go careening off the edge and wow. I die. Yeah. So, um, I started that level with about, I think, 53 extra lives. I continued that level about 10 to 15 times. Okay. Which means that I burned through all 53 of those lives, as well as five other lives, about 15 times. You continued five... 15 times. Yeah, about 10 to 15 times. When I completed the game, which I don't know if it gives you this information... 
And and it, like it was it was to the point right where my my like my wife is asleep in the bedroom with the door open and you just hear me like in the living room and I do not get mad at games I have an endless amount of patience I really do I uh, it is one of my better qualities really it's one of it it really is uh, I have I just have an endless amount of patience but it got to the point where my wife was like sleeping and I was waking her up occasionally because I'd be like. Just fucking like I would just, I would lose it, and I really came close to throwing the gamepad. I actually tweeted that. I said, you know, this I I literally almost threw that damn gamepad. Are you serious? Oh my god, maybe you'll get this level on your first try, and it'll piss me off more than anything else. But we'll see if if and when you end up getting there. If you have a similar experience to me. So I finally completed the level. I got all the green stars. And th- thankfully, they do a thing where you, you kind of can't miss the green stars. So you get to just make it through. You just have to make it through the level. Which may, I mean, that may just tell you just how difficult this, this freaking level is. Yeah. Right? Um, so I finally get to the end. And I, can, I, I, I get done. And it's 1.45 in the morning. <laughs> So I have spent like two and a half hours. I watched the same documentary on CNN twice and it cycled through. So there was a, like, there was a documentary that was on that, that Casey and I watched together while I was playing Mario. Um, it was a really good documentary on music of the sixties. So it was all about the Beatles and other, like the English invasion of the, of totally up my alley in terms of music. Loved it. Uh, and then they played like two other documentaries, and the last documentary that was on was a a freaking repeat of that first documentary that we watched. So I had like cycled through all of their programming for the evening and gotten back to what it started with. Um, and my eye, like my eyes, I basically burst a blood vessel in my eye. So like the next <laughs> day, I had a red in my eye. I don't know if you've ever done that um, by playing a game for too long, but probably I had, like, I had like red in my eye the next day. But I wanted to close that chapter of the book. Like I need, I wanted to, because I, I, I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I, I never want to come back to this game again. <laughs> so I do not want to put it away tonight without beating it completely, because I will never want to come back to it again. So thankfully, it all got done. I completed the game, and and all was good, all was right with the world, and I got to go to bed. That was my treat for the night. I got to go to bed. Wow. So, so, um, I really, really liked that game. Yeah. <laughs> that game is really good. And they make it incredibly challenging at the end, which I really appreciate. The levels are all, are all for the most part, just super inventive. And I love it. They do this really, I think is a really cheap way to pad out the game at the end of the game. Um, there's 380 green stars and there's 85 stamps. Um, and nobody is telling you that you have to collect all this. Shit. Like you can take it at your own pace. I think to, to actually get to the last world though, you, um, I don't exactly know what you have to do. I think you probably have to get all the green stars because I was getting all of the green stars and the flag pulls as I went. I don't actually know what I needed to get into the last world because I had already collected everything. Yeah, I would presume at least a majority of those stars. Right. So, you, but nobody's telling you you have to collect all this stuff, and the stamps are not used for anything other than a collectible and and using them on the uh, Wii 
verse. Um, but there's 85 stamps and 380 stars, and if you if you complete every level with all the green stars and you've gotten all of the stamps that you can get through the levels, you have 80, 80 stamps. So you're missing five. And the way that they artificially pad the length of the game is that in order to get the final five stamps, you have to beat every level in the entire game with a single character. And there are five characters total. You have four, but there are five characters total. And you have to beat every level with every character to get those final few stamps. What? And I said, and I said, that there's like, there's no way I'm going to do that. Um, because it's, it's one thing when you're going to go back to the levels for me to get those green stars, because they make you play the level differently. They make you have to like explore a little bit and they may make you have to do some skillful type jumps, um, or do like a little bit of puzzle solving. Right. Right. So the levels are different when you're doing that, but the levels aren't going to be any different when you just have to complete them as each character. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. So I think it, I think that's a it's just a super cheap way to pad out the length of the game. Um, but again, those stamps aren't used for anything, so that's definitely not something. But they've got a little star rating above your save when you're done, and so mine is going to forever be stalled out at four stars when I could have a five star rating if only I would spend the twenty plus hours to complete every level and keep in mind i completed that last level after like 200 lives oh and they show you how many lives you've used oh good and at the end and at the end i used 297 lives i wish it had broken it down by level because i i think honestly i spent about 200 of them in the last level i really do i wonder if that level clear thing can be uh can be done multiplayer yeah assisted with multiplayer yeah, I was actually thinking that, but I don't know because it might have to do with who gets the flagpole, honestly. Ugh, that's a pain. Yeah. But overall, the game was excellent, and that last world was just devious, and it was so fun. And I like, I got done, and it has it felt like one of my greatest gaming accomplishments ever. <laughs> Including uh, Dark Souls? It was on par. Wow. Right, it was on par. It was on par with completing Dark Souls for me. Absolutely. Wow. Um, but I cannot recommend that game enough. That game is, that game is a is like the definition of a system seller. I think I really think it is worth. A Wii, I'm, I have my share of problems with the Wii U, um, but I really think that that game alone is worth purchasing a Wii U for. I really do. Wow. It, it is that good. Wow. So yeah, that was like my big gaming. That was my big gaming experience over the weekend. And I sat down. Trust me, I did not sit down on Saturday night with the intention of playing like nine hours of Mario. And it got to that that there's that point right where you're playing a level like that, and you start to die earlier in the level because you just you go you go on what poker players call tilt, right? Like you just you go on tilt. And then stuff that you were doing perfectly before, you can't seem to do right ever, like again. And you're dying at areas where you were not dying before ever. And that just kept happening to me. So like, I would have a bunch of great runs in a row, and then I would go on tilt, uh, and then just like start dying in the first 20 seconds of the level or something. Yeah. Something dumb, right? Um, and so I was going through these cycles of that too. And that how incredibly frustrating is that when you're going through those moments? Um, 
where you're like, I was, I just did this like perfectly. Like 20 minutes ago, I was getting to the end of the level every single time I tried. Now I've gone through the level eight times, and I have not gotten to the end of the level a single time. Yeah, like, no, what is those happening? are the worst. Exactly, and that happened to me repeatedly. But I just, I just, again, I just persevered through all of that, and it was, uh, it was good. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I didn't know there was a word for that. That's interesting. Tilt. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's again, it's a poker, it's a poker, it's a poker player word, um, but it gets used in other stuff now too. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Pokemon player, so I would recommend that game to anyone. Really, I think it it's got something in there for everybody. Well, I'm I'm really glad I recommended that too, because your wife asked me, you know, which package should I get him, and I I thought about Wind Waker HD just because I liked it so much, but then I was like, nah. Let's do Mario. Yeah, I'll be honest. The like the the only Zelda games that I ever really fell in love with were Link to the Past and Twilight Princess. Yeah, I I can I can kind of take or leave any other Zelda game really. Well, but again, remember I could take or leave Wind Waker. In fact, closer to the leave side, I was not a never a big Wind Waker fan, but Wind Waker HD I really liked. And the pace is so much faster. It's like, and, you know, I mentioned this on my full review on an earlier episode. It's it's almost like playing the game, the original, and fast forward. I mean, you could probably beat that game in like five or six hours. That may be an I exaggeration. Think they, I think they, well, no, they did that on a speed run during, uh, during that last speed run marathon, I think in about five and a half. So, no, you weren't exaggerating. Yeah. That's about right. Maybe closer to eight or ten then for a, for a normal pace. But even at a normal pace, like, it goes, it goes by quickly. Which is very cool. It's like, when I sit down to play Twilight Princess, I feel like I'm, like, embarking on a journey. I mean, that's like a 30 or 40 hour Zelda game. And uh, and Wind Waker HD is not that length. But in a good way. You know, it's not like, oh, there's, you know, it's a really short game. It's like, in a very good, this is a good pace kind of a way. So... Anyway, but yeah, I'm I, not a fan of the original Wind Waker. So, anyway, that could be on your list at some point. But didn't you just get like ten Wii U games? I did. I went out and I splurged on a bunch of them because you know I'm going to have all this time when the baby comes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to have any time when the baby comes. So I got I don't it. Know why I yeah, bought? Them. I got the sarcasm I there. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no idea why I bought them, but I bought them. Um, I got, I I got Pikmin three, I got Wonderful One Hundred One. I got Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, um, and then I feel like I bought, maybe I didn't buy one more game, maybe those were the only games I got. Um, I think that's all I got. But the, uh, like, it, they're games that I'm way excited to play. Yeah, and you'll have to let me know when you play Wonderful 101 so that I can start it, and then we'll review it at the same time. Yeah, because that doesn't happen that often, so that would be good to do. Very rarely. And I, and I, so I got Wonderful 101 you know, a few weeks ago from one of our listeners, which is awesome, and the, it's not that I don't want to play it, but you mentioned when I played Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, you said, that's your first Platinum game. You may not want to delve into another Platinum game right away. And I think you're right. Because when I finished Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, it was, uh, like, that was a heavy game. There's lots of digest. And I found myself a couple times in the last week sitting on my couch, and I'm like, I don't want to play anything, like... That requires a heavy commitment right now, and even including Mario. Like I, I just wanted like a game you could kind of pick up and play a little bit and then put down. That's why I got NES Remix because I'm playing these like thirty second little blips and I can put it down literally any time. 
And that's what I like about Pokemon is because I'm always doing like one or two battles or catch something and then shut it. The the most I actually, you know, you asked me if I play Pokemon at home. I do. I will sit around and wonder trade a lot at home because you need Wi-Fi for that. So I do do that a lot when I'm at home. But but yeah, right now I'm in I'm in kind of uh, I feel like I just had like a big entree of a game and I was playing uh I played the uh, I played Metal Gear at the same time as some other game. Didn't I review some other big game recently? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But maybe I'm just thinking of Batman or something. I, I don't know. But I, I had a couple entrees. I'm kind of um, just picking at some appetizers or desserts or whatever before the next course. This is not an analogy that's working or going anywhere. But we're, no. But keep fo- keep following I it because it, it it'll eventually work. Thank it'll you. Eventually yes. Work. So what I'm trying to say is uh, I. What's your fork? Tell me what your fork is. My fork is my controller. Okay, what's your spoon? My left hand. Who the f*** eats with a fork and a spoon? That's dumb. Well, you just did. Yeah, this isn't really going anywhere. Um, what I'm trying to say is uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, taking a, a couple breaths in the gaming world and stepping back slightly before I kind of dive back into some stuff. No, I think that that's fair. So, and... And when I said that about Platinum Games, it was specifically because with their with their brawlers, like it's not so much the story or anything that's a that's a commitment. And maybe it was a commitment in Revengeance. I've never played it, but it's that they're so mechanically dense that they require a lot of focus when you play them. They do, they do. And I I've, I played the Wonderful One Hundred One demo at E three back in July. And it is, or back in June, I guess. Uh, and it, yeah, it's. I know just from the controls. I I know you pick them up easily and quickly. I know they'll get there. I I know it's it's not going to be a horrible learning curve. But there there is going to be some adjustment. And right now, my brain wants zero adjustment. I'm literally playing NES games, <laughs> and Pokemon, which is the exact same mechanics it had twenty years ago. 15, 20 years ago. So uh, that's, like, I'm at the level of just, like, zero effort in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so as soon as uh, you get Wonderful One on Busted Out, or probably, like, another week or so, I'll bust it out, and then uh, and then we'll get to that. We've been very, you know, it's funny. We, the last six months of 2013, I feel like all we did was talk about Steam games. I think we kind of did. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got my new video card in, and Steam is a thing that's going to continue to happen for me. Yeah. Oh, me too. Uh, it just so happens that the Wii U is pretty good for me. It's a pretty good system for me. Um, off-screen play is a really good thing for me. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, and so like I I see myself actually getting quite a bit of play out of my out of my Wii U. Yeah. Same with me and my my 3DS. I downloaded the Bravely Default demo, which I may play. So let me know if you play that, and I I will play through that as well. Sure. Um. Although that'll be out honestly by the time that we would get around to talking to it. It's coming out in like two weeks. Oh, okay. Never mind then. All right. Yeah. Well, are you gonna get it? Yeah, I am. Okay. Then I'll probably get it too. So we'll do that. Um. But listener, in case you're concerned that uh, that John and I are are going to stray away from I don't know Steam or any particular console. I just I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, we apparently go kind of in waves. You know, I was I was a strictly a console gamer 
really until about a year ago. And, you know, then the last six months happened and it was just very steam heavy. Now, uh, you know, I have Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy thirteen three. I have that pre-ordered. That's going to show up for PlayStation 3 in a few weeks. I, you know, we're going to hit up Bravely Default, of course, and some more Nintendo games. But I also, I started Guacamelee on Steam a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't like get sucked into death, but it was, for what I played was fun. So I'll probably pick that up again, maybe get to that in a couple weeks. And uh, I still have Deadpool on PlayStation 3, which I stopped playing after like three hours and need to get back into. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of stuff. We're gonna we're gonna mix things up a bit more. But yeah, the last couple of weeks have been a bit Nintendo heavy. Yeah, what's our uh, what's our listener been playing? Good question. Our listeners, uh, we ask as we always do. What have you been playing? Scott says Final Fantasy 13, one of the many in the series I need to finish. I would agree with that. That was a good game, right, John? Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing to add. I liked it. Great, fantastic. Uh, Christopher, I've already played Super Smash Brothers Brawl and Mario Picross, and I plan on playing Halo Three, Kid Icarus Uprising, Pikmin Three, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Terraria, Minecraft, and some sort of virtual pinball. Come at me, life. Come at me. <laughs> that is a, that is a long incredible list of games. Hopefully, you got to all of them. It's very very eclectic. I mean, Halo Three. Was now that was a free download for Games with Gold, Xbox Live Games with Gold, about a month or two ago. So maybe he never played it in the first place, or maybe you just I don't know the the download is sparking nostalgia. I don't know. But then Kid Icarus Uprising that was a Nintendo DS launch title, wasn't it? I don't know if it was a launch title. It it came out. I don't think it was a launch title. Or was it three DS? Was it a three DS launch title? No, I don't think so. I feel like it was a launch title for something. Maybe it was one of those things where it was planned to be a launch title, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Okay, all right. And then you've got Pikmin 3, which is a really new game. And then Lego Marvel Super Heroes, that's one of the newer ones too, right? I think so. Okay. And then Terraria is a Steam game that's been out for a while, I think, right? Terraria's on a couple of different platforms. Oh, okay. And then Minecraft, of course, has been around for a little while, but that's one of those classics you can always go back to. And then some sort of virtual pinball. So that there's some old stuff, there's some new stuff, there's some something old, something new, something uh, borrowed, and then something. Um, I don't know how that rhyme goes. Yeah, me neither. Doo doo. Uh, Justin just ordered a Wii U, so waiting anxiously by the door. Actually playing classic arcade games at Up Down, the local barcade. Have you ever been to Up Down? I have not. It's in Des Moines, apparently. But I have been to barcades before. Yeah, well, it would be in the greater Des Moines area. I don't know if Justin's actually in Des Moines proper or West Des Moines or Ames or whatever, but uh, interesting. He uh, mentions X-Men, Donkey Kong, and Space Invaders. I think we can all agree those are good choices. Oh, X-Men was so good in a group. I call Colossus, just so you know. And Vintage Gamer Jarly, similar to last week, Final Fantasy thirteen two and second playthrough of Dark Souls. And then in parentheses, he has dexterity build. What does that mean? It means that he's playing a character where dexterity is going to be his his primary damage stat. Because there are various weapons in the game, see? Uh, and the weapons will increase in power based on typically one of two stats, either strength or dexterity. And there's lots of different weapons, like a ton of different weapons. 
huh. maybe fifty, maybe fifty to a hundred, something like that. Different nice. weapons, right. many strength, many dexterity. So he is playing a character where he will be using faster moving weapons um, that are typically a little bit smaller and lighter. Got it. All right. Well, he's doing the dex build then. Uh, and... Oh my god, that game is so good. You need to play that game. Okay. Uh, he's playing these in preparations for Final Fantasy XIII Lightning Returns and Dark Souls 2. And he says a little Mega Man and base hard as hell. Have you ever played Mega Man and base? No. It was a game. I don't know what that is. The one I had was a Game Boy Advance game, uh, Mega Man and base. And it is f***ing ridiculously hard. Like, I literally could not beat a level. That's how hard it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like a structure like a regular Mega Man game. I think maybe there were only six stages at the top of it. I don't remember. I still have the game. Uh, I think there were six instead of eight. I can't remember. But I literally could not beat a single one of those levels. Like, it was just ridiculously hard. Uh, so I would put that amongst my least favorite in the Mega Man series. Uh, good luck with that, Charlie. I mean, if you're a vintage gamer, maybe it's just your cup of tea and you're going to rock it and destroy it. That's awesome. More power to you. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Couldn't handle it. So I, I'm disappointed. We didn't really review anything on this podcast. We didn't really talk about much that's new, but you know what, listener? That's what you get what you pay for. And God knows John and, and I are... You didn't pay anything. You didn't pay anything. So, so uh, there's that. In you fact, know, it's more... I don't... I'll be honest. I don't really feel the pressure to review something new every single week on the show. Because we're like normal people. Like, there's going to be some weeks where we're busy. So you're saying it is normal for a guy my age to go to a college party? Okay, so there's one of us is normal people, and no, I think that's you what you're saying. I think that's perfectly normal behavior. All right, next, all right. So on Friday or Saturday next weekend, I'm definitely going to go to another college party. Okay, and I, I'm going to want you to review your college party on the next episode. Can I do that? What if I live tweet from the college party, and then there's really no payoff? But what if I did that? I would I would read your tweets and that's at least one person. That is at least one person. Oh, uh I uh I, I played some video game music on, on my radio show on WGN and I wanted to tell you about it because I thought it was funny. Okay. So for the Super Bowl so our show is very irreverent. We just kinda screw around a lot. So in order as a response to the puppy bowl, Brian asked me to put together the stray dog versus feral cat bowl. And he wanted me to just get a bunch of sound effects of cats, like, meowing and screeching angrily and dogs barking at each other. So Okay, I think that's good. Right. It was it was mildly entertaining. So I threw those together, but the music I played under it was the battle music from season one of the Pokemon anime series. And I was really excited about it. That's pretty, that is pretty obscure and random. But yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I know. So if you uh, if you go to wgnradio.com, it's the Brian Noonan show, and it's it's feral cat versus stray dog bull. You can listen to some banter there and uh, and hear the feral cat versus stray dog bull to Pokemon music, which of course I didn't call out and no one recognized. So you know all of me noticed or cared, but you know what? It's this it's the little things that I get excited about, John. It's the little things. 
Yeah, you finding ways to sabotage that show are probably the most fun that you have. It is. It like I like playing game music more than I like talking on air. I'm not even kidding. I I just think it's I don't know. And no, I'm, I I think zero of our audience ever notices. Ever. Act, did I tell you about the Space Jam remixes? You made some Space Jam remixes? Okay, so do you know there's a whole subculture of Space Jam remixes on the internet? What? Did you not know this? When would I know when would I hear about Space Jam remixes? There's an entire subreddit dedicated to mashups of the Space Jam theme song and other songs. Okay. There are hundreds. They're really funny because it's the Space Jam theme. So I'm assuming you put some of those in the show? Two weeks ago, uh, I saw two of our friends wrote to each other on Facebook. Somebody posted one on the other's wall, and I didn't know about this whole thing. So I I listened to it, and it, it was just like a Space Jam mashed up with some anime opening. So it's like Japanese singing mashed up with Space Jam. I thought it was hilarious. So I told Brian, I was like, hey, can we come back from every break during our entire show with a Space Jam mashup? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Sure, why not? So we did. So for two and a half hours, every time we came back from a commercial break, it, it did the like, oh, we're going to get ready to the Space Jam or whatever it is, mashed up with something. Like mashed up with like Final Countdown. Uh, I think there was Metallica one time we came back with. Uh, the Power Rangers theme mashed up with Space Jam. We did this for literally the entire show and zero people said a word about it. And he didn't like acknowledge it on air. We just came back with Space Jam a bunch. So sometimes I just I don't know, John. Sometimes I don't know who's listening. You know, you gotta do you gotta do this stuff for you. I you do it for do me, but for it, it I don't know if anybody's even listening ever, but you know what? Who cares? And listener, you probably aren't listening to the show anymore. But if you are, drop us a line. You can uh, send us an email at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Unqualified Gamers on Google+. So drop us a line there. We also lo- we always love to hear from you. And give us a review on iTunes if you subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, unqualifiedgamers.com is up and running. I anticipate a little boost in traffic in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. That'd be great. Yeah, it would be great. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let me know if you're, uh, if you're a WordPress aficionado and you have any recommendations for uh, for fun themes. I'm not a WordPress aficionado. I know. I know. Very acutely aware of that, in fact. Uh, I know. So why did you ask me? I said you listen. Like the listen. The royal. The Not you, you. The other you. The other you that I'm talking to that's not you. I don't even know what a WordPress is. <sighs> um... Yep. Alright. I know what a pasta press is. I farted. Can I put my pants on now?